Hello and welcome to the show. I'm Rabbi Dan Lieberman and I'm back. And this is the 10-Minute Pirkei Avot podcast. Okay, so here we go. Pirkei Avot is an uh, interesting uh, tractate of the Mishnah. Interesting because it doesn't contain halachas in it, it doesn't contain, contain Jewish laws, it's, it's ideas, ideas which enhance our lives. And I think all of us need our lives enhancing. So we will study this and we'll go Mishnah by Mishnah and see where we get to. So the first Mishnah reads like this. Moshe kibel Torah Sinai. Moshe received the Torah from Sinai, umsar al-Yishua. And he handed over the tradition to Joshua. The Yoshua l'zikenim, and Yoshua gave the, tr- the transmission of the tradition to the zikenim, the elders. Uzkenim l'nvi'im, and the elders did the same for the prophets. Unvi'im masaruha l'anshei kneset ha and the prophets transmitted it to the men of the great assembly. These men of the Great Assembly, they said three things. You should be very careful and deliberate in judgment. And you should establish and develop many students. And you should make a fence for the Torah. So let's break down this mission into its different component parts. The first part, it's the idea of transmission of Torah. The, the tradition in which we 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 hold our Torah and the way that we the way that we transmit it to each other. So Moshe receives the Torah from Sinai. It's very interesting that, and of course Rashi notes it, and many other um, many other people note that Hashem gave Moshe the Torah, not Sinai. Sinai is a mountain. Sinai is a place, as mentioned in the Torah. So why does why does it say that Moshe received the Torah from Sinai? Why doesn't it say he received it from Hashem? And there's many different uh, examples and, and questions and answers about this. But my favorite one is in the Gemara and Megillah. And the Gemara and Megillah says that uh, the Har Sinai symbolizes humility. It talks about the different heights of the mountains. I'm sure that when you were in school, you sang the songs around Shavuot about little Har Sinai. stood there inside because it was so small. And the other one said it should be given on me. I remember the, that, and that's quoting a Gemara, as the, the higher mountains are, are demanding that they want the Torah given on them. And Hashem says, no, we're going to choose a humble, a humble place like Mount Sinai. Why is that? He says, because when somebody is humble, that is when the Torah is able to enter into their, their mindset and into their lives. If a person is, 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 an, is an arrogant person, is, is not humble, it makes it very difficult for them to, to, obs, uh, to absorb Torah. And of course, as we know from the Torah, Moshe Rabbeinu was the, the Anav Mikol Adam. He was the most humble of all people. So therefore, Moshe get the Torah from Sinai. That's how he's able to. Umasara Yoshua, he gives it over to Yoshua. This is very interesting. He, he taught, of course, the Torah to everybody. Uh, but but Yoshua, he gave him the, the leadership. He gave him the, the ability to transmit this, this tradition, the Baal Masura, the, the, the holder of the tradition. And this is very important. The person... In, 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 our, in, in every generation, we have teachers who have 
been taught by teachers of their previous generation and that we have a family tree of Torah transmission that goes all the way back to Moshe Rabbeinu when he received the Torah from, from Har Sinai. And it's important as we look through, Yoshua gives it to the Zakanim, Zakanim give it to the Nevi'im and, and so on and so forth, that, that we, we understand as to, to, to how, how this, this transmission is, 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 is happening. We have a tradition we have a beautiful tradition from Hashem, but in every generation you need a new type of leader that is relevant for that generation in order to, to successfully transmit the Torah on. And therefore we show that the way that the, the, the transmission is, even though even though these people, and you say, oh, wow, it's a different person, they weren't as great as Moshe, they weren't as great as Yoshua in every generation descending downwards. And, you know, I have in, on my computer, I have a chain of Torah transmission that I've printed out from various sources and and I put myself at the end of it in my Rebbe as well and I have a, a, a nice family tree all the way back to uh, Moshe receiving the Torah from Hashem and, and it's, a, it's important that we recognize that each one of our leaders is a leader for that time and must implement the traditions of Hashem and the traditions that he received from his teacher the theories and the ideas uh, and the traditions that we have into a modern context that's very important. And that's why the Mishnah opens up with that. So whatever generation a person finds himself in, they they have this, this ability to absorb Torah and absorb the, the traditions of Hashem in the in a way which is accessible to them. And that's important that, that we have these these things. And now, let's have a look at what the, the Anshayk and Neset Agodala said, the men of the Great Assembly. They said three things. badin. You have to be deliberate in, in judgment. That's the first one. Very interesting. This is talking, of course, to Dayanim. It's talking to judges. But I think it's something that, that, that everybody can learn from. In fact, you have a look in, in the Rambam, in, in Hilcha Sanhedrin, the laws of Sanhedrin, the laws of being a Dayan. Um, he says like this. He says that if you go quickly and you, you, you're quick to hand down the law and you don't, you don't uh, consider it properly, you considered a wicked person, an arrogant person, and also considered a fool. And this Mishnah is 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 linking to a to a Mishnah further on in chapter four of Pirkei Avot uh, that says you have to be very careful in your study because if you're not, you're considered as a willful transgressor. And the same thing over here, if you're not careful in in the judgments that you make, when especially when it comes to Torah, if you're not careful with how how you understand the Torah, then you can end up in a really bad place. You can end up in a place where you, you misinterpret the Torah, you're ascribing meaning that isn't there, you, you are introducing foreign concepts which don't, which don't actually belong. So you've got to be very careful that every single judgment that you make, whether that's a physical judgment, whether that's a judgment on, on, on halakha, if you're, a, if you're a rabbi, if you're a dayan, or if it's just you judging and, and, and evaluating the, 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 the life and the situation that you find in front of you, you have to be very careful. The next one, you have to set up uh, lots of students. Uh, obviously, Rabbi Nassim uh, gives a, a very interesting uh, debate between uh, Beit Hillel and Beit Shammai as to uh, what type of person a Torah teacher should be. The Beit Shammai says that they should focus on one, one student and make sure you teach him properly. Teacher, find a good one, a good person, a humble person, someone who's able to, to, to find the Torah, and put all of your efforts into teaching that one person. Beit Hillel said, no, you should teach as many people as you can. He says, because everybody can learn something, and you never know who that person's going to be. I always tell you, my favorite, my favorite piece of the Gemara is Gemara, Gemara in Bava Metziah, when Rabbi Shimon ben Lakish, who was a gladiator, 
becomes becomes religious and he becomes one of the greatest uh, Amoraim that we have written in his, his, his arguments are written throughout throughout the Gemara and he, uh, of an encounter with Rabbi Yochanan he has in the river. So it's a famous story. I've said it many times before. I'll not uh, say it again. But the 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 greatness of that story is the fact that Rabbi Rabbi Yochanan believed in Rish Lakish, and that belief that Rabbi Yochanan had in him was the catalyst to to enable him to to leave a life of crime behind. And that's what we have to do. We have to believe in our students. So we have to teach as many people as we can. And we can't turn around and say to ourselves, well, you know, I'm just a normal person. I'm not a rabbi. I never learned any shiva. I don't know anything. You do. You know lots of things. Each and every person has a wisdom that they need to hand over. That wisdom is based in the Torah of Hashem, that based in the traditions that we have. You know things that you can't, you can't explain how you know them. You already know them. And it's important that you teach those things over to other people. And you should make a protective fence for the Torah. The last, the last idea brought forth by the Anshaykhan Eset HaGadullah. Okay, how do you make a fence for the Torah? So all these different things that we have, you know, not mixing chicken and milk uh, uh, where in the Torah. It's not, it's not forbidden in the Torah, but it's forbidden by the rabbis to make protective fences. It's ideas to, to stop you from, from transgressing real Torah prohibitions. But that's, that's on a practical level. But on a, on a theoretical and a spiritual level, I think it's talking something very, very serious. And it's telling you that you have to be honest with yourself as a human being. The Torah knows... And the rabbis who, who implemented the Torah, especially the Torah Shabbal Peh, the, the oral tradition, they knew and they, were, they recognized what human beings are like. And we know that we are weak people and sometimes we end up doing things that we shouldn't be doing and we end up in situations that we don't really want to find ourselves. So if you make a fence around that, if you make a fence around the Torah and make a fence around yourself to ensure that you don't end up transgressing things that you really don't want to transgress, but you end up because of weakness, because of opportunity, because of desire, whatever it is, you end up doing it. If those fences are there in your life, then you don't you don't end up transgressing those things. These Pirkei Avot, these these ideas brought forth uh, for, from our great rabbis, from those who've gone before us, they are life lessons. They are here to invigorate and to enhance our lives. And if we take these lessons into our lives and think about them properly and take the concepts into our lives, then there's no question that our lives will be improved from them. Have a fabulous, fabulous day.